Masterpiece Audio Theatre proudly presents Empath, a variety show. Welcome to the madness! No, this is not right. That does not look like the picture at all. Sure it does. You just have to turn your head to the right. And down a bit. You can see it. Just have a look. If I tilt my head any more right, I will have to turn my body upside down. Oh, that makes sense. What makes sense? Oh, I was just reading the instructions over here. There was instructions. Yes, indeed there was. And if you'd read them, I'm sure that that centerpiece would have been put on the right way round. That is what is wrong. I know they did not make massage chair for the butt. Darn it. Now it's kind of warming up to the idea of a good butt massage. Considering that's meant for the lower legs, it would have been one very aggressive and intense massage. One you could tell the cows about the next morning, that's for sure. Good day, everyone. We're getting into this play, but time is short, so we're going back to the dead blind beggar. Oh, sure. You were all at this pub without me. Say again. This pub you just named. Going back to the dead blind beggar. I was never there the first time. Man, chick, he's talking about Hook over there. He's the dead blind beggar. We should move him then. He will start to smell soon. Oh, how I've wished for his demise. But sadly, it's only temporary. Well, so Jeffrey said. Oh, it's temporary. But the dose is based on body weight. I may have used too much. That hook on his arm complicated the calculations. What's that thing made of, anyway? I'd rather not say. But let's go with that there was some sort of crossover that happened that never really saw the light of day, even though we spent some time near Wakanda. You don't say. I definitely used too much then. He better not say any more before we get to these bloody lines. Same goes for you, Jeffrey. Sorry, Mr. Gruff. We need to get these scenes done. Quiet on the set. Music. Action. When they picked him up where he lay on the road on his side, Pugh was stone dead. The horsemen, as it turned out, were revenue officers with some news of a strange lugger in Kit's hole, and they were set forth that night in our direction. They took my mother to a neighbor's house. Well, Hawkins, they got the money, you say. Well, what in fortune were they after? More money, I suppose. No, Sergeant, not money. I think, in fact, sir, I believe I have the thing in my breast pocket. And to tell you the truth, I should like to put it in safety. To be sure, boy. Quite right. I'll take it. I thought perhaps Dr. Livesey. What? Oh, yes, Dr. Livesey. Perfectly right. Perfectly right. A gentleman and a magistrate. Dodger! Yes, sir! You have a good horse. Take this lad up behind you. Yes, sir! We rode hard all the way till we came to Dr. Livesey's door. Dr. Livesey, the doctor is supping tonight at the Squire. The Squire? So, there we go, boy. We arrived at the Squire's house. He rose to meet us, very stately and condescending. Come in, gentlemen. Good evening, Squire. Good evening, Dr. Livesey. Good evening to you, Francine. What good wind brings you here, uh... Then the officer stood up straight and stiff and told his story. Sergeant, 
You were a very noble fellow, and this lad Hawkins is a trump, I perceive. Hawkins, ring that bell. The sergeant must have some ale. Ah, so Jim, you have the thing that they were after, have you? Here it is, sir. Hmm. Have you heard of this captain? Oh, what is his name? Flint! Oh, oui, merci. Flint, I suppose, Squire. Heard of him, you say? He was the bloodthirstiest buccaneer that sailed. Blackbeard was a child to Flint. The Spaniards were so prodigiously afraid of him that, I tell you, sir, I was sometimes proud that he was an Englishman. Take that hook. Cut! Cut! Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Why? Things were going so bloody well, Smee. Why'd you have to ruin it? Sorry, Billy. I just couldn't help myself. So many years of abuse. My therapist says that I need to vent those feelings when I feel them brewing. Give me your therapist's phone number so I can tell them to can that sort of crap. From now on, while you're recording, you just let those feelings age, deep inside, and you let them out when we're off the bloody air! Yes, Billy. No need to call my therapist and yell at them. It'll only get you an appointment, too. That might be beneficial. Shut it, you! Now, if everyone's done wasting our paid time, we can get on with this! Pierre, take it from your next line. And action! What interests me is, uh, had him money. Money? What are those villains after but money? That we shall soon know. Uh, what I want to know is, uh, suppose I have here in my pocket some clue to where, uh, where, uh, what is his name again? His name is Bloody Flint! Right, uh, suppose I have here in my pocket uh, some clue to where Bloody Flint buried his treasure. Uh, will that treasure amount to much? I can't even. Cut! Cut it! Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum! Can it the lie of you! Pierre, this has to stop! You've got to remember the characters' bloody names! It's a crucial part of the bloody play! How am I supposed to remember them when you keep changing them? First he was Flint, and now he's got two names, Bloody and Flint. Make up your mind! I just gotta, gotta understand you don't! Oh, you stupid French with It's just Flint, not bloody. That's just Billy being rude and using his native colloquialisms to get his point across. I don't need you to explain this to me. I should have been doing this part of the square anyway. This is an outrage that I am this doctor. I am a fair better actor here. At least I can remember the lines, you French croissant. The nerve. I was just trying to be helpful. I should have known better. Look at where being helpful got me in the first place. Yeah, overhead compartments for one. Are we done with this bloody malarkey? Let me see your head's nodding. Good. Pierre, take that last line from the top and don't screw it up this time. Action! That we shall soon know. What I want to know is this. Suppose I have here in my pocket some clue to where Flint buried his treasure. Will that treasure amount to much? Amount, sir? It will amount to this. If you have the clue that you're talking about, I'll fit out a ship at Bristol Dock and take you and Hawkins here along, and I'll have that treasure if I search a year, sir. Very well. Now, if Jim is agreeable, we will open the pocket. Hmm, 
a map of an island with latitudes and longitudes, writing, tall trees, spyglass shoulder, bearing a point to the north of the northeast, skeleton island. Southeast by east, three feet, the barrel of silver, the north cachet. Lizzie, you give up this wretched practice at once. Tomorrow I start from Bristol. In three weeks' time, three weeks, two weeks, ten days, we'll have the best ship, sir, and the choicest crew in England. Hawkins shall come as cabin boy, and you, Lizzie, as ship's doctor, and I am admiral. I will go as you, Squire. So will Jim, and he will be a credit to the undertaking. There is only one man I'm afraid of. Who is that? Name the dog, sir. You, sir, for you cannot hold your tongue, and you are not a good enough actor for this part. Cut! Cut! You cannot be serious! A bottle of rum. We're almost bloody finished! Why didn't you just stick with that script? Now we have to do that back again! Actually, that's all the time we got today. I'll just cut out that last bit. See you tomorrow! Wait! No! We only need one more bloody minute! You have been listening to MPAT Studios' presentation of Masterpiece Audio Theater. This episode was performed by J.G. Langjans. This badass tune is played by Tony Whitford from Worth Guitars. If you're looking for a new guitar or custom build, check out Worth Guitars USA at worthguitarsusa.com. Or you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram. We can be found at nimlast.org, or you can email us at j at jglangjams.com. This podcast was released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 onboarded license. Thanks for joining us.